Welcome to The West Steps, a podcast from the Colorado Children's Campaign that explores issues that impact Colorado kids and families. I'm your host, Beza Tedes. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this week's episode of The West Steps. And this week, we have a full house and a new topic for The West uh, Steps in all three seasons. So, I'm really looking forward to the conversation and I'm going to let my guests introduce themselves. Um, Riley, you want to start? Yeah, thanks, Beza. My name is Riley Kitts. I work with Beza over at the Children's Campaign and I do all of our government affairs work. Really nice uh, to be on today. Thanks for having us. I'll pass it over to Kristen. Awesome. Thank you. I'm Kristen Seidel. I am with Women's Lobby of Colorado. Um, I am the board secretary and also the policy committee co-chair. So thank you so much for having us today. And Lindsay? Hi, everyone. I'm Lindsay Zabak. I'm the program director at WeCycle. And WeCycle is one of the front runners in doing a lot of the diaper need efforts throughout the state of Colorado. Thank you, everybody. This is so exciting to have um, some new voices on on the pod. Um, so it, I'm going to put a, a question in the room that's a little bit general. So please take it the way that feels natural from the organizations you work with. Um, we have seen um, some really hard times for families in Colorado the past couple of months. So can you talk to us about some of the major issues families are face, facing um, when it comes to supplies for young um, kids and babies, uh, I think it's one of the things that if you're not having a baby, that doesn't quite rise to the biggest questions. Um, but I wonder if you can talk to us what that space looks like right now, especially uh, in the pandemic. I'd love to get started. Um, over at WeCycle, we've operated our diaper bank program since 2017. And when the pandemic hit, the response for need for supplies like diapers, wipes, baby food, and formula was something uncharacteristic. We had never seen um, requests like we have right now. WeCycle um, is doing direct distributions to families, and we're distributing between our direct distributions and then also our uh, community partner organizations. We're distributing about 20,000 diapers a week. And that is just scraping the surface of the need. We are continuing to field responses. And some of the reasons why, a lot of people say, well, why diapers? Why are diapers important? Well, the reason why they're important is actually a systemic issue. Um, WIC and food stamps do not cover diapers in the in their services. Sorry, guys. Got my toddler in the background. Um, you, ne- you, never have to, you never have to say sorry about that. We, we love and encourage babies in the background. <laughs> Sorry, my life. Um, so, additionally, uh, childcare centers often require a supply of disposable diapers for children to attend. So, basically, what it turns into is if families don't have money, they can't buy diapers. Their children can't go to childcare, and then they can't better themselves and continue to work. So, it's like a vicious cycle that these families are falling into. Just one simple thing: a diaper. Yeah, and a, and a quick window to what it's been like for moms working from home, uh, as you just witnessed. Uh, but I'm assuming, Kristen, you're going to jump in? Yeah, I mean, just echoing everything that Lindsay said, for Women's Lobby, around the diapering need, we had read an article early on, right before session started, in the Denver Post, 
mirroring exactly what Lindsay just said, that the diaper need is on the rise and it's not being met and it's never been met, right? It, it's something that we've needed for a long time and there's been no program in place ever to take care of this. And it's a huge hindrance. It's a basic need. Um, anyone who's been a mom, I'm a mom, thankfully older than toddler now, but I remember when my kids had diaper rashes, I remember the need, the cost, the stress of providing for your infants. And when those aren't being met, um, the shame that comes with it. And it's such an important need that wasn't being met. And so we were really read that article, uh, Senator Pedersen read that article, and we all just teamed up and was through this discovery, teamed up with WeCycle and Lindsay and her team. And it's been a beautiful partnership, but this is the most basic need of families that is not being met and needs to be met for us to move forward, especially through this COVID pandemic. Um, and really interesting study came out through Yale that showed that many parents actually find the stress of diapers um, more impactful than hunger insecurity, which was shocking. Um, so really the impact of that need um, is huge, so. Yeah, interesting. I wanna draw on a couple of things here of what both of you have said. And Riley, if you wanna jump in, please feel free. Um, it's interesting that we currently have no state or federal programs that uh, assist families in accessing one of the most basic needs for uh, our young children. And also, I think that um, the fact that, uh, you know, we've had these massive conversation about uh, um, what families need and what states need um, on a federal level and states level when it comes to the pandemic response. Um, and this has not been part of the main conversation. Um, I wonder if you can talk a little bit about how uh, because now families are you know, not going to places like Recycle to have their needs met or the need is a lot greater, how the pandemic has complicated a lot of this and how this basic need has not been part of the conversation. And maybe some because I think, you know, for a person like me who doesn't have a baby has not thought about diapers that deeply, uh, you know, it's, it's, yeah, babies need a lot of diapers, but, you know, never consider the cost or uh, the stress associated. So my, I wonder if you can talk to us a little bit more about that conversation around, uh, especially around the pandemic. Yeah, I'd be happy to share a little bit of insight. So to give some perspective, um, one in three Americans' families do not have enough diapers to keep their children clean, dry, and healthy. When you put that into perspective in Colorado, that's over 67,000 Colorado infants and toddlers. Um, the pandemic has just increased these numbers. Um, there's hasn't been any data collection on what those numbers look like now, but I can tell you being in the front line doing the work that it is spiked and it has spiked a lot. Um, so in addition to the physical costs. So diapers are, you know, about $80 a month per child to have enough diapers to stay clean, dry, and healthy. Um, there's so many more implications. There's healthcare costs that are falling into it. There's psychological impacts on the caregivers. Um, I think that the biggest thing that I just want to echo to anybody that hasn't thought about diapers or been in the diapering world and seen how much it impacts your day-to-day -day life, that it is 
impacting these mothers on so many levels, um, beyond finances, beyond the child having diaper rash, um, children that experience diaper need holding their urine because they're afraid to go to the bathroom because they know it's going to be painful. And then that can result in lasting kidney damage. Um, so it is, it is so much deeper than just this diaper. Uh, yeah. I think they, though, if you wouldn't mind, I think what you're really seeing, you're right. That like programs like SNAP and WIC really aren't, aren't, aren't covering the need. Right. And I think, you know, for, for, for this policy and for, and for this need, but a, a, across a lot of different sectors of what families and children need to survive and, and, and thrive, the pandemic has really shown that light, right? That, that there are gaps in our systems, right? And, and diapering needs were, were critical even before the pandemic. But I think now that so many other families and so many more families are going through these troubling times, it's really, you know, highlighted that there is no sound public investment, that there is no funding stream dedicated to helping families with these essential needs, right? And just to build on what Lindsay's saying, I, I, I'm a father of a 10, 10 and a half month old and started working on this bill. And like, I think about diapers all the time, right? And like, I guess I, I always had thought about that even before working on this policy. And my wife and I are very lucky to not have that be a major stressor, but even just getting my kiddo out the door this morning was like, Oh my gosh, I forgot diapers for a second, right? And it was it was a panic. It was then, okay, is all the cream in there, right? He had plenty of food to last in the day, thank thank goodness. But um, I think about diapers and making sure that my kiddo is comfortable and dry and healthy all the time. And yet I have the resources to like make that a reality for him. And I couldn't imagine how how stressful it could be for a family to not have that or not know where their next diaper supply will come from or or to not have what their little one needs just to feel comfortable and, and, and not have to cry and, and be able to sit there and, and enjoy time with the family. And so really proud uh, to see the work that has been done by, you know, the women's lobby and, and we cycle. Cause I think there is some good policy change on the horizon to try to help these families meet their needs. Yeah. I think you all have hinted at this, but I, I wonder if we can talk a little bit more um, here um, the mental stress and um, the shame and the stigma that comes with not being able to meet this very basic need and what that does to the caregiver, I think is one of the most heartbreaking um, realities of this. And the connection between diaper need and maternal depression is a huge problem. And I think, you know, maternal depression in itself is a major public health crisis, but I think that, um, the connection to diaper need is one of the most, uh, I think for me, the heartbreaking part of this conversation. So I wonder if um, each of you could talk a little bit about that and and how, uh, you know, uh, not only that we're keeping um, babies and, and young kids healthy, but also um, this isn't that much removed for the caregivers as well. It's so big for our caregivers. Uh, one of our own board members talked with their mom who struggled with diapers um, when she was an infant. And just her mom reliving that broke down in tears 30 years later, remembering what it was like as a young mom providing this. So the mental health impact is huge. Uh, being a parent is full of like shame and double guessing yourself. I kind of joke that's like 
the primary feeling of motherhood and to add this to it is so hard. Um, it's, I, I have a son who had other urinary issues and held in his urine and does have permanent kidney damage from it. And I can't imagine adding that diaper stress to that um, and doubling up on it. So the mental health impact is huge. I know Lindsay on the ground sees so many more stories every day. So, yeah, um, we do. I mean, it's heartbreaking, the stories that you hear day in and day out. Um, but I think more than anything that I take forward is the amount of gratitude that the families have when you provide them with the diapers and wipes, because it is so hard to get them if you don't have cash to go buy them. Um, so it's just really clear how much these diapers impact them when you see women and men in tears because you're giving them a package of diapers and a package of wipes. Um, the other, a couple of weeks ago, and I shared this when we gave some testimony for the, the bill and, uh, my son, we got home from work. All of us are busy. I'm a mom of three. Um, everybody that is a parent knows that when you get home from work, you have your second shift of dinner and bedtime and bath and all the things. Um, and so my son was pretty fussy and I couldn't figure out why. And then when I went to get him ready for bed, I realized he had a really bad diaper rash. And I was like, oh man, he must've got that at daycare. What happened? But I was able to push pause, have my husband watch all the children while I drove to Walgreens and got some diaper cream to make sure he went to bed comfortable. And as I was driving home, I was just thinking about how it would feel if I didn't have the resources, if I didn't have the cash, if I didn't have a vehicle, if I didn't have a spouse or a partner to help with my children. Um, I don't, I don't know how you would cope with that. I honestly don't as a mom. So it just breaks my heart to think about what these families are experiencing. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's really easy to think of these issues as so uh, disconnected from each other. But I think, you know, having support to look after your kids, having transportation, having um, diapers, I think it, they all add to the mental stress of, I think, um, raising a well-rounded, thriving children. Um, and you both have started talking about this, but I wonder if you can talk about the bill that's trying to solve for, at least in some part, for this issue, because I think, um, you know, a, a, at least for me, this is the first time that I'm hearing about uh, a bill to this um, level that's trying to solve for this issue. So I wonder if you can talk about the bill, what it's trying to do um, and, the, you know, the contents of it. I'll jump in on that, I guess. Um, it kind of started um, with Senator Brittany Pedersen and Women's Lobby looking at the diaper need. Um, and basically what this bill is, we kept it really open. We wanted to work with partnerships and existing structure, not create a whole new wheel and a whole new system, um, create a system to support the structures that exist um, currently and trust has already been built with. So what the bill essentially does is provide $2 million for two years, so a total of $4 million, um, to help provide diapering essentials to families who need help. And that it's a very simple bill. We kept it really simple because we have programs like WeCycle who have developed great partnerships already with diapering um, manufacturers who can get diapers at the most available cheapest cost and then really get exactly what is needed to the ground and has created trust with 
communities already. And that's really the goal of this bill is we don't need to reinvent the wheel. We just need to support the structures that exist. Um, and so it's been really great working with Lindsay on this and WeCycle. We've learned so much about diapers <laughs> going through this process, but really it's a very simple bill to meet the need. Um, and that's really what it is. And so, Lindsay, I don't know if you want to speak more to the details on your end once the money goes out, but that's really what the bill and the goal of the bill is. So, yeah, I think you covered everything that I would speak to other than the fact that uh, we are really excited because the way the bill is written makes the distribution for those of us on the ground doing the work a lot. It's going to be pretty easy and streamlined. So we are super appreciative and really excited. And we know that the dollars will go really far in helping thousands and thousands of Colorado families. So fingers crossed. We're ready. We're ready if it passes. That's, that's very exciting. Um, and I know you all have testified on the bill, right? I think you all have testified, yeah. Um, so I wonder, um, you know, as we wrap up, if you can give our listeners how they can participate. I think, you know, it's really hard to walk away after hearing the depth of this problem. Um, so maybe anything from how they can participate in the bill that's currently at the state capitol, but also on the issue generally, um, how they can be part of the conversation, how they can amplify this issue. Um, if you can give our listeners some pointers on how to get involved. Yeah, maybe I can jump in there with some uh, ways to advocate for, for this type of policy, the capitol. So it did have a great showing in its first committee hearing, a lot of support made it out of out of its first committee, and, and now it's waiting with a bunch of other bills to, to get funded, right? There uh, are dollars set aside for legislative priorities this year, and really now is kind of the nitty-gritty work amongst the legislators to prioritize and to see what does get that funding this year. And so I think that's where we really need folks to engage and, and, and to let folks know at the Capitol that this is an important program to be prioritized. And that means calling, emailing your senators and representatives to say, this is a need. This is a need for my family. This is a need for my community. This is a way it's not being met. And here's a way it can be met in a really creative way. And we've heard from, from folks who work in this space that it would be an easy way, a streamlined way to get services and supplies to families. And so I think really now is the time that folks, you know, can uh, to start to engage with those elected officials and let them know this is an important um, um, program to get funded this year. I wonder, Kristen or Lindsay, do you guys have any other avenues to your organizations in which folks can engage at the Capitol? Yeah, no. oh, sorry, go ahead, Lindsay. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to say, no, you summed it up. That's exactly what we're encouraging our followers to do as well. Yeah. We, um, same thing, encouraging all of our followers to reach out, especially to Senate appropriations right now, because that's where it's sitting. Um, and, and really pushing the fact that this is an essential need not being met and needs to happen sooner than later, because we hear a lot of rumors like, oh, we'll just push it down to this or that or that. And like, I feel like this, the can keeps getting kicked is, you know, and so really like this is an essential need that needs to be met now. And then um, Women's Lobby, we do have like social media kits and stuff with graphics to put out on Facebook and Twitter and tweet everybody and do all that fun stuff. But um, the main thing is absolutely just calling Senate appropriations and saying we need this today. So great. And 
you know, from having spoken to my elected officials several times, um, you don't need to know a lot about the bill. You don't need to know the contents of the bill, the details of the bill. All you need to know is that you, that this affects your community and this affects your family. And just sharing your experience is the most powerful part of this. So um, thank you all for making the time and talking to us about this. Um, hopefully, we this this not will not be the last time we talk about this. Um, and uh, we will put the details of the bill and how you can get involved in the show notes. Uh, but thank you for making the time, all of you. Thank you so much thank for you. having us. Yeah, thanks. The West Steps is a production of the Colorado Children's Campaign. If you want to support our work, go to coloradokids.org. Fun fact, you can also find out Erica's pet peeves on her profile page on our website. Please don't do that.